This episode of Lucas Tigers and Browns is brought to you by PWCC. Head over to pwccmarketplace.com and register. It only takes a few minutes, and it's 100% free. There you'll find weekly auctions with thousands of items, all starting at $10, closing every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. You have to be registered to bid. They have the most transparent buyer's premium feature in the industry and extended bidding like no other auction house. Give it a try. You might find something you love. Seven ten of Lucas Tigers and Bronze. Oh my, the best sports card podcast in the world. And it's thanks to all you guys. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing. And uh, if you guys think that we do a good job, you know we haven't spent a dollar on marketing. Hello, crazy, right? Tell a friend, share it. Um, you know, we'd love when you guys repost some of the content or comment on uh, our Instagram videos and all that. So thank you on, from the bottom of my heart to all you guys out there listening and watching for supporting us from day one. Thank so you. Guys, Andrew came on today. And just so you know, we've had a couple of business calls today. It's been a really great day. Uh, we'll have some details soon. Um, you know, it looks like the uh, the Tiger NFT Luca Nation cigar event is coming together in a really nice way, thanks to uh, you know some of our partners, some of our friends. Um, so that was really nice. Um, and we had a couple calls with some sponsors, and we just did an hour and ten minute show uh, selling cards, or should I say, basically giving cards away. <laughs> Andrew losing money on on whatnot, uh, but we're having some fun there, and you know tapping into you know new audience there, and you know giving cards away and stuff. So if you haven't checked us out there. Pretty much every day, five to six o'clock Eastern time, Andrew's on under the Luca Nation uh, name. That's our, right. our our brand there uh, on whatnot. Give us a give us a uh, you know give us a look there. Always giveaways. We'll try to do a giveaway tomorrow. Maybe a Steph Curry, something nice. You know, something that's you know that, you know timely. We'll we'll post about it as well. Um, and it's just like a bonus show. I do my shtick when I can join. You know, if I'm not sitting at my desk, um, if I'm if, you know if I'm around, I'll uh, I'll join and. You know, people people were liking my salt and pepper hair today, so that's nice. You know, I get all kinds of funny stuff going on in the comments. <laughs> you have some grays? You have some grays? Dude, I'm some definitely grace, on the I didn't have any before I met you. So Andrew came on today and said 710. We got 710. What are we going to talk about? And I said, don't worry about it. I got it. We're, we're, we're good. We're going to talk about it. No problem. He said, what are we talking about? Every day, it's pretty much the same thing. It's uh, we, are, we are 23 months to the day doing this every day today. And it's like, what are we going to talk about? So don't worry. 710. Because of 710, which is the most difficult split to pick up in bowling, we're going to do an entire episode today on bowling. <laughs> You're foolish. <laughs> I'm just no, I have a few topics. <laughs> Clearly, we're not going to talk about bowling. We just lost half the audience. Yeah, what do you got, man? What do you, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about your prediction of the Avs being one game closer to winning the Stanley Cup, the Avalanche? I would say, and tell me if I'm wrong or right, the Warriors were plus 240 when they were down 2-1, right? And you were saying, wait a second, more experience. They could come back. Two four plus two forty is such a such a great time to take them. I'm going to use that same logic. Down one zero, you have the Lightning, who are the much more experienced team. The Lightning has had much more success uh, in the playoffs over the last couple of years. They have uh, they have what I think is the better offensive line. Um, we can get back to the, the Warriors and the Celtics too. I think you were taking right off hockey, but if you watched that game last night, all right. The Avalanche, it shouldn't have been as close. It shouldn't have been an overtime 4-3 win. And I know you watched it. We were talking. You were going to watch the game. You watched the game, bro. 
but you probably didn't watch it. You told if me I you told you what it. I actually watched last night, you think I'm a weird fucking dude. Well, I already think you're a weird dude, so why don't you tell the audience now? We can't leave it there. What'd you watch? Netflix instead? has this new uh, this new series. I thought of you actually. I th- I've seen it before, but it's new on Netflix. I think it's on the World Trade Center. Okay. On, it's like a five or six episode series from the bombings to not the bombings. I mean that. Yeah. Well, there was a bombing ninety three. From that to like. When we went to the war in Afghanistan, to we went to the war in Iraq, to we went back to the, you know to the war in Afghanistan, so all of that. I don't know why I'm watching it, but like once you're you said in you were it, gonna watch the hockey game, I, I I did, but it's so like you one of like you can't just hit pause on one of those, you know, like once you're in it, you're in it. And I love history and I love learning the ins and outs of things, so that's what I've been watching. All right, well, if you watched the hockey game last night, it was three one abs after the first and. Uh, in a 48-second period. This happens in hockey. The Tampa Bay scored two goals. Just a just mental breakdown, just little laps by the avalanche. was 3-3. Played a very even, um, you know, third period. The uh, the avalanche did really, really handled their, their penalty killing very well. Not a lot of shots on goal from Tampa. Um, you know, obviously the home cooking was, was great. And overtime, it took them, you know, like less than two minutes. Um, you know, the... They weren't on power play anymore. Power play ended with full strength and, you know, just a great shot. The Avalanche look like Do you understand strategy in hockey? Yeah. I mean, it's it's similar to soccer, by the way. People have said that, and I don't agree, because no one in soccer just stands in front of the goalie and gets balls rifled at him. Uh, no, that happens in the locker room after the game. <laughs> at least from what you told me. So, but anyway, this is the uh, – I mean, look, you know, you want to get your balls rifled, it's what happens. No, but, but, but I'll tell you, it's <laughs> no, no, I got too, too far. I went too far. Honestly, I'm not sure you went far enough because the locker rooms are weird. <laughs> All right, I don't the want to hear about it. Get, we don't, we don't, weirder they are. We don't want to hear about that shit. Um, no, but listen, what I'll tell you is it was a great game. And why I would not go against the Avs, even though, yes, Tampa is a great team and they're, you know, repeat champs and, you know, three straight great years and they have some great players. Is, um, I think Colorado's undefeated on the road. Also, this playoffs, I think they're seven and zero on the road. You know, they I think they were five and two, and maybe after last night, six and two now at home. Like they just they just seem to be that team this year, which is why I know you picked them as the playoffs began. Like before they even won a game, before there were any sweeps, before they just basically walked their way to a one game lead in the Stanley Cup. You nailed in twenty twenty. You gave the play Austin Matthews. They said Colorado Avalanche are going to win the Stanley Cup in 2022. <laughs> that's it, man. I mean, so the Avalanche, that's the deal. But um, I like where you're going with the betting, right? Because, yes, Tampa Bay now, the odds have really switched, you know. And if they go and happen to win game two now, I mean, it was a 4-3 overtime game. It was a pretty even game. Um, I like what you're saying. And, and, guys, this is a fun thing if you'll allow me two minutes it is what I do. It is the contrarian that you call me without getting too crazy into it. It's why I buy LeBron now when everybody else is selling their LeBron cards. It's why when uh, the Celtics were up two games to one, I came on here and said, bet the Warriors, sell your Tatum cards. Because if you could sell right now when they're up 2-1, it has the championship baked in. People think he's going to win. At least the risk-reward there, and we're gonna, I'm going to keep saying that, risk-reward, Right? You had almost all the reward already baked in at 2-1. Sell your Tatum, right? 
that's what I was saying. Not I hate Tatum. Not he should stop texting Kobe. Yes, all that stuff gets eyeballs, and then you can listen to what I'm saying about, hey, right now the Warriors win game four, and it's back to even, and all of a sudden the odds flip-flop, right? And then they win game five, and all of it's a problem. Here's what's fun. I just had a thought, and not to cut you off. Do you think what hurts us as investors, and a lot of this hobby is male-dominant, and we know that males are typically more inclined to be gamblers, and we have a propensity to want to be right. Like, even after the show, I said, I hate losing. I like being right. Mm -hmm. Do you think that it kind of almost is an inverse relationship? That, like, you want to be right, and that's why when Bitcoin is at 65, you want to lay on and catch that trend versus when it's at 20, you're like, whoa, I'm wrong if I bet on it? wouldn't, Wouldn't you like to be right no matter what? So, I mean, like, you know, if you were able to get two-to-one odds on the Warriors when it was 2-1, right? Not minus 240, 250, because that was what the Celtics were. But the odds on the Warriors, plus 200, basically. I mean, it's probably plus 180. But let's just, for the, for the sake of what we're doing now, say plus 200. So you were able to bet your money and double it if the Warriors won. Right now, if you did that, you could probably do the same thing on the Celtics. If you were nervous about your bet, you know what I mean? You could probably now hedge the other way. And get plus two ten or whatever the heck it is the other way, and win. You might not win as much, but you're basically by playing it that way. We're going to talk about risk reward. I'll summarize it for the card folks here. I don't know what the odds are on the Celtics right now, but let's say it's plus, I don't know what it is plus two something. What 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 do you get right now? Because it would be they great have. to know if they're plus three hundred. No wait, I'll, I'll say plus three fifty. It's that's probably where I'd put it. So I mean, if you were to bet. The Warriors at plus 200 or plus 210 or whatever it was, and now you're betting the Celtics at plus 350, you can't lose. You're betting both sides of the coin. It doesn't matter who wins. You could root for the Celtics. You could have been right. You know, it was a hedge. You don't even think about that, right? Because now, like, you bet 200 bucks. You bet 100 bucks on the, on the Warriors at plus 210. You, now you bet 100 bucks on the, on the Celtics plus 350. The Celtics win. You cash in 350 for a 200. Warriors really can't do 10 for a 200 I'll bet. You can't lose. It's an interesting thing, right? People don't do that. My way of doing it for the cards is today, right now, before game six, I would have told anybody who asked to buy Tatum cards. If you're day trading. Not just for day trading, right? Because the risk-reward is there. Right now, people don't think he's going to win this championship. All right? So they're selling. The people who are holding him, are overreacting and selling his card because they think he's going to lose now. The odds are not with him. They're going to win. Right? So you can get a bargain. And you know what? You have the potential reward that maybe he wins now. Maybe they come out tonight on fire. They win game six at home and they steal game seven. And you were able to get him at a bargain. But even if you don't, because the championship that was baked in is now baked out and all of it is out, you're getting his cards cheaper than they were days ago, weeks ago, months ago. And you if he loses, fine. The loss is already baked into those cards. You get to hold them until, you know, the next thing happens. They sign somebody else, the offseason, whatever it is. And that, same, that has similarities to LeBron, if we go even same better. Same thing. That was already baked in. And to Netflix, who's missed earnings. Yep. Coinbase. Right? Who's being dragged down eighty five percent, back down under fifty? I think today. Remember, you were saying you buy it at forty, went back up to sixty after you said to buy it. But I think it went under fifty again with today's pull down. Right. 
yep. because of the because of the craziness in crypto. Whereas Coinbase is one of those things where as long as you believe crypto in some form or fashion is going to be here and people are going to be trading it one way or another, Coinbase is a play on buying the pickaxes and the gold pans instead of the gold itself in the gold rush, right? So it's the same well, thing. It's contrarian. It's very fascinating, right? Because people loved – I mean we're just using one example, but like we try to use an example in the real world that you could apply to different examples. That's kind of what we try to do. I mean, people wanted to buy it right here at 250, right? Yep. This is when it IPO'd 290-ish, and then it shot up to, I think it went even as high as, yeah, I mean, I, th I think it was as high as 300 at one point. Yep. But yet when it's a fifth of the price, yet the same organizational structure, it's the same thing as your, like your LeBron, LeBron refractor. People wanted to buy that LeBron refractor at 200K. But now when it's at 50, it's like, so it's got to be the right asset also, guys, right? We're talking about Tatum. We're talking about Curry. We're talking about LeBron. We're talking about shares and companies. Be careful. You don't apply this to Trey Gilgis Alexander right. or Lukens Dort or, you know, somebody else who was high and is now 80% down. And you're like, wow, it's a bargain. All right. Well, what's bringing that back up? The pop is continuing to increase on those. You know, those are more, you know, gamble plays. These we're talking about just contrarian plays. It, it all kind of goes back to the Buffett of, you know, be fearful when others are being greedy. That's LeBron at 200,000. And be fearful and be greedy when others are fearful. That's LeBron at 50 or 60 or 70. So it's funny. I was listening to uh, Ed Myletta a few weeks ago. That was the book that I was telling you guys about maybe a few days ago. The books are here, by the way. So we'll think about a way to give them out. So there's five books that I'm going to give away. It's, it's called Ed Milet, one more. Uh, and I'm loving the book. But he was talking about how in times like this, and he's been through a few of these, he's 51 years old, $500 million net worth. Um, he's probably not going to be able to time his entry, right? But what he can time or is um, knowing who the tenant is. So, for example, he bought a piece of property that has Walgreens as a tenant. And he feels more safe that even if that property, let's say he bought it for 10 mil, it becomes a $7.5 million property fine. He didn't time his entry. He didn't get to the bottom, but the tenant in it is trustworthy. S similar, different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can't always get it right, but you can kind of hedge your bet. I think is what he's saying there. You know, he'll know, look, if the market takes a downturn, my asset might be worth 30% less, but if I have a tenant in it that I know is still going to be paying my rent, that, get, that lets me sleep at night. Whereas if I buy something that, you know, the tenant, when the asset goes down 30%, maybe their business goes down 30% and they're also now defaulting on the lease. Now you're, now you're getting crushed twice. So I and understand that's the same example saying. as SGA. It's okay. Maybe the card market takes another 30, 40% dip. We don't know, but would you rather be holding a LeBron who has his career and reputation basically set or someone that you're gambling with like uh, Colin Sexton, no offense, Colin. Huh. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is a hundred percent accurate. And the only other little fun, cause we're throwing out Warren Buffett sayings, right. Then you're talking about like, he's not going to time the market time in the market is what you should be trying to do. Not timing the market. Right. So it's one of those things, right. We, we, we talk about just, you know, pan out wider lens, wider view, you know, there will be times where the market is up. There will be times where the market is down. 
Um, but if you take a long enough approach on these things, you know, those blue chip cards, those things you're buying, um, you know, they should be better, which is, by the way, even it doesn't have to just be blue chip, it can be Tatum, right? If you buy Tatum right now, sure, you could flip it in uh, three, four days if he happens to win the next two games and you're selling it for a lot more if that was your goal. But even if you don't, you're buying now when no one's expecting him to win. So you have that potential upside if he does win because he's not done yet. Right, they may still win. Who the hell knows? Um, but even if he doesn't win, if he doesn't, he's still one of the top young players in the league by far. And you're buying now at a time where people are trying to exit because they bought in hoping he was going to win a championship, and now think he's not going to. So it's a they're really well play. positioned for the future. They're two games away from a championship. Let's not forget that. And they went through a juggernaut of the East. Like this is not the same East. You beat the Bucks. With the, uh, with the champions, the mm-hmm. Nets, Durant, and Kyrie, and the number one team in the Heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that team's position to to do some things in the future. So, And, and the record off a loss is, is also incredible. I do think the Warriors close it out, but, I mean, I don't want to make predictions. It's been a really fantastic series. I'm, I'm sort of happy the Heat didn't win. I, think I said dub, is, dubs and six to basically every – direct message I got about, about okay. Tatum and stuff. I've been dubs and six. It's been my line. But hey, we'll see. We'll see if game six Clay shows up tonight. We shall what see. Else? It's bowling. So you want to talk about a little 7-10 splits? No. Nah, I mean, getting a ton of cards back from SGC. Um, this last sub, we got back in eight days. And my hunch, this is my intuition, says as other companies are flailing, they're kind of, you know, kicking into gear. And I think the eight days might become the norm and not the exception. Eight days from the time we hand-delivered to pick them up. Today we had Dave's cards, for example. He trusted us to consign his cards. Uh, Cage was saying we gave these cards away. Well, the Pulisic in an SGC slab actually outsold the PSA 10. So it's it's really, really fun. Uh, we're having a ton a ton of fun on whatnot. If you guys want your cards consigned, if you guys want cards graded by SGC, you guys know where to reach me. Uh, shoot me a DM. We'll happy, happily walk you through that. Andrew's one-stop white glove shop. It, it. it literally is. I mean, bless and break. Sent me two cards. Both got P, uh, SGC 10s. So have both of today. 10-10-10 auto. That was nice. 10-10-10 auto. He's moving to, to Korea in a little bit. He's like, wow. Got these cards back eight days. He's going to have them. Over the weekend, it's fun, man. We know our, we know ninety percent of our community uh, on a first name basis. It's really cool. We've sold more Tiger NFTs the last <laughs> three days. It, it's incredible, and I think it's a combination of things. I think one, it's amazing to have you guys out there, kind of as like our cheerleaders, because you really do believe in what we're doing, and you're grateful now that you're getting your SGC slabs back. Um, like this is kind of sick i paid x and now i have more value than i even spent on them and i get to support two awesome guys so thank you guys uh we're today was a real development that i'll tell you the truth i didn't expect but i'm really excited that it's happening this way for cigar night at national there will be more details um i think you guys will be blown away by by what we had discussed today so i'll leave it like that you were excited I was very giddy. I was actually giddy. Oh, yeah. LeBron, Kobe, Jordan, or giddy. That's what someone said and whatnot. (laughs) That was like Dirk. Dirk was in there. Be fair. Dirk, Luca, LeBron, or giddy. Giddy. 
People like yeah. Giddy. I, You're Giddy. I was Giddy because, dude, I mean, you guys out there that run businesses or actually are trying to create a business to be more, you know how much it's like the, the rocket leaving orbit. Most of its force is spent getting out of orbit, right, Cage? That's true. That's, That's a right. business. Like, And the thing is, you're trying to push it, push it, push it, and it rolls back down on you. You push it, push it, push it. And when you start like to Sisyphus. feel, like you start to feel the fruits of your labor, and you also feel that, you know, you've given a lot to other people. You you've tried your best to do right by them, and that comes back to you. That's also a very, it's an empowering feeling. It gives you energy. Listen, keep rolling that rock up the hill. Eventually, it'll get to the top. That's the way it works. And then what happens when it gets to the top? Do we like roll it like? Depends. What, what that? Do you, you want to? Do you want to yell? Watch out on the people on the other side. Or you just want to watch. Victory! Roll, 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 roll. <laughs> That's it from Northumbria. <laughs> you know a little bit about everything. You literally know everything about everything. I don't understand. Victory! Little Johnny drama, man. It's Entourage. I know that. Easy stuff. Easy stuff. And you got a lot of Johnny drama in you. That's good. You got a little E. You got a little, I... you know, turtle. You got a little all of it. I got to tell you, one of so like people loved our episode yesterday. All the banter, people enjoy it. They know it's like tongue in cheek. It's not serious. So thank you guys for the comments. It's hilarious. What, 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 read, read, read a comment. What was the comment? I don't get. The, I don't look at the comments. I'm too busy helping you on whatnot. <laughs> I haven't got my steps today. Let me tell you that. That I got. I got. No? I got to get some steps in, man. I got to do some steps. Not to mention. Yeah, maybe I'll, after this episode, I'll go out and I'll play some wiffle ball with Ian. But I want wings for dinner tonight. So I need to be, uh, you know, I want wings, watch the game, eat some wings. That's what I want to do. Uh, but I haven't really exercised because it was raining here today. And I don't want to break my streak. 10,000 steps at least since June 2nd. You got some comments? Anything funny? Car Talk versus Lucas Tigers Beef is exactly what the hobby oh, needs you. right now. Battle <laughs> Royale for podcast supremacy. Oh, come on. I mean, put Hulk Hogan in the ring against what? Like, uh, like a toddler. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. Andrew's Ric yeah. Flair. You know, Ric Flair doesn't wrestle the, the jobbers who just come in, you know, <laughs> to fill up the, you know, before people are in the stands. The thing Come is, on. they have very nice facilities, these, this, this other, you know, they got their, their corner offices. They've one of the offices, you know, when like you could see out, but people can't see in. I've always thought that's so intimidating. Uh, New York has that a lot, like the high rises, tinted windows. Yeah, and then under on a diagonal too, like a diagonal down. So, so you can like, you can you look like at diagonal. Out there Meanwhile, my view is a brick wall. Hey now, no, but and, and I love the alliances forming. So we had AIH on. Remember him? Yes. Him and Ziggy are now bestest of friends. Like, and I think it's it's pretty hilarious. I got to give Ziggy some love. Ziggy was. Um, I think he's someone who calls it how it is in a lot of ways. He might go over the top, but I think it's because he truly cares about the hobby. And I, I, I would have never in a million years thought that there would be an alliance. And now they're like besties. Uh, they remind okay. me of the alliance that forms on the first day of Survivor and gets kicked off immediately. It's still I'm, an alliance, but I, I, I mean... I, the first Battle Royale, I feel very confident that's a one-round Battle Royale. Ziggy and AIH is not an easy group. Like those, oh. those guys, those are gritty. Those are gritty motherfuckers. I mean, I listen. I talk to Ziggy every now and again. His most recent video, 
that was that was a little odd. You know about the champagne room? That was a little odd. I just say it was a little odd. You know, like I'll lend you some product, maybe. Ziggy. I got enough. Obviously, was he in a champagne room with R. Kelly? No, he was in the champagne room by himself. It was his idea. I <laughs> go ahead, go look. It's like a TikTok video that made its way on Instagram. I don't know. He's got an idea of like you know breaking cards with hostesses and ladies and. But I all I couldn't I had to play it again because I, I I couldn't pay attention to what he was saying because his his hair was like doing like this. All right, well we're a sports card podcast in the video. Like, I want to break some cards in the champagne room. Are you egging him on? I am. He's like, yeah, I love you. He's um, gonna call me and be very upset. No, come on. He can text me. He has my cell phone number. Um, you know, I love you, Ziggy. I'm just giving you a hard time. Um. And guys, check out his videos. I think what Andrew's saying is right. He does care about what I have no idea. No, he does care. <laughs> um, you know about the hobby, and I, you know, I think he he tries to call it like it is. And um, I'm actually surprised more people don't watch his stuff. Um, so it's one of the few things I watch. Is and that? yeah, I mean, but you know, because it's quick. You know, like he'll do a video. They'll make fun of us. <laughs> <laughs> he'll say i don't know how to ask questions and should follow up better you know every once in a while we make it into the videos which is you know that's a nice little surprise i'm like oh let me watch these he posted a new video i see it on twitter and then I'll, I'll, we're in it i'm like what the hell is this we're in the video anyway whatever it is what it is so we got hockey finals right we got nba finals Right, you predicted dubs and six i got that from you i think dubs and six is probably the right call i'm hoping for clay to show up how about cards, man? By the time this airs, and a lot of people hear it, PWCC's auction, liquid auction, that's going to end. You got Golden with several seven-figure auctions ending tonight. I think you kind of take a look at that and say, you know, um, you know, the, the, the death of the hobby has been greatly exaggerated. You know what I mean? Um, you know, there are just, you know, Mondo sales with crazy prices in, in, in you know, a three, four-day period here. Um, the hobby looks I, I love Spider John's post on this. Did you did you see this? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, um, tell people what it said. Well, I mean, I, I can't always read all his stuff, but this one really hit. So he's talking about stocks compared to, to um, cards, more specifically like high end collectible cards. If we're really being real, like yep, like yeah. one of ones or one of five, like very rare. Something that if you sold, it's really difficult to get back. So with stocks why you see this volatility and the sell-off and it actually happens with base cards too it's so it's you sell because you know that at any point you could get that that asset back especially when it's something fungible like a stock you could always get amazon stock back there's nothing that makes one amazon stock more unique than the other but when it comes to cards and art and things that you if you sold you know that more than likely you'd have to get it back for a higher amount if at all those typically don't have the same um, volatility. Is it volatility or sell-off? I don't know like the, the exact term, but like because when someone's trying to sell it, they know, wait a second. If I let go of this card, if I let go of my Jordan Green or my Jordan Red or my Jordan Exquisite jersey number, more than likely I'm not going to be able to get it back. And that actually is healthy for the hobby. And I know the lower end stuff has come down, but I actually think the hobby is in a really good place. And I think that the hobby has a lot of money in it, whereas they're going to start looking 
maybe in a year or two years at buying some of these stocks for pennies on the dollar, at buying Bitcoin and crypto for pennies on the dollar, because I think some people's assets might actually appreciate or stay stagnant where everything else is down 30, 40%. So I actually think this the, the hobby is in a good place and not in a bad place. I mean, I tend to agree. And obviously, so do a lot of people with a lot of money. I mean, Logo Man is over, the triple Logo Man is over $2 million on Golden. You know, there are several huge, huge items on PWCC, I think, tonight. I mean, the, the Steph Curry, I think, is 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 over half a million dollars for the RPA, the National Treasures. Um, you know, there's a Mahomes on there that's up over 400000 I mean, there's just, there's millions of dollars being transacted on each of these platforms. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, um, you know, and, and cards are setting records, record mm-hmm. high prices on exactly the type you're talking about, cards that will be difficult to buy for these prices down the road. People right. are making their bets on quarterbacks. I mean, look what Mac Jones cards are selling for, right? Look at the Prism stuff. It's crazy. But people are making their bets. People think Mac Jones is going to be, you know, going to be the guy this year. What I'm super curious about is what that the seller is going to do with the money. Right. Does he put it back into the hobby or does he start buying? Because dude, as much are you guys who post your tabloids and all that stuff as much as you want for someone who's educated and looking at Bitcoin and crypto or stocks and seeing them a third of what they used to be. It is tempting to start looking over there and saying, hey, maybe I should put a splash there. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, listen, that's diversification, but not a lot of people do that. And the hobby is one of those interesting places where, where the people in the hobby want to stay in the hobby. So I do think that money comes back in. Most people who are buying those cards now, they're probably pulled them in breaks. They're probably breakers, and they're going to put a sizable chunk of that money back into breaking more because it's just like hitting a jackpot in a slot machine. You ever watch somebody in a casino hit a jackpot in a slot machine? they got to give their ID to the person. Do you know what they're doing while they're waiting for the, the, the cashier to come and pay them out? They're playing again? The, they're playing the, the machine next to it. That's what I do. And when they're done and they turn the key and the machine's back on, oh, I'll put some of it right back in. It's the way it think, works. Do you think people have sideload accounts? Like this is this is my uh, money for cards. This is my money for stocks. This is my 401k. This is my crypto. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. So yes, I think people start that way. But you know what? Somebody like me who has crypto money and then a card comes available that they want to buy, all of a sudden that crypto money becomes card money. You know what I mean? And I guess that shouldn't happen because the card people don't want the crypto. They want to insult the crypto people. Right, so I guess I shouldn't have taken my gains from crypto and put it back into cards to help those people. But whatever, it is what it is. You know, I mean, maybe I'm the only one that's doing that. I doubt it. I doubt it because it's so easy. It's so easy to, to park your money in in crypto and then move it and buy anyway. I paid. I paid golden in crypto. It's any thoughts on alt? Um, kind of like the the concept that they're rolling out they've been a little quick a huge hit vault it and then for lack of a better word fractionalize it but through digital means i mean jeff was just jeff was just doing nfts of hits that breakers had they didn't own the card okay and they didn't have the card they were just they were they were fractionalized they were just selling nfts of basically like the video clip of hey look at this big hit getting pulled gotcha. i believe what old and i'd rather have them on and have them explain it and the whole deal but i believe what they're doing is they have their fund and they're selling fractional shares of the items that they own the cards they actually own right so that you can come in and fractionalize that stuff i think it's a little different i don't know about the sec regulation of it i don't know if by doing it through an nft they're actually fractionalizing sort of like um 
you can call it a derivative or you know some sort of an offshoot of the card without actually selling shares of the asset itself. Um, so something that worries me about it, and it's what you brought up about the Babe Ruth. Remember when it was fractionalized one percent? They also have similar items, right? Like I think they have a Steph Curry logo, man. I think they have the Giannis logo, man. All that. We haven't seen those for sale, and you're not going to really see any comps to that one for sale, right? So they could kind of set that price at whatever, not whatever, but within a range, and then fractionalize or sell off a small piece, and now they sort of can derive what their portfolio can value. Right. Now it with. works two ways. They can get some liquidity out to use to buy other stuff, and you name it, with, with only, I mean, it's sort of like buying Google shares that don't have voting rights. You know what I mean? You're you're just going to be the minority owner in a card, but the other side, what you're talking about, is they can sell a small amount of it, and that will then create a quote market value based on selling one percent, two percent, five percent, ten percent, whatever of the asset. I don't like I said, I don't know right. how much they're selling. I don't know if they're if they're selling you know piece, small piece, large piece, how much is being retained. I, I honestly don't know, uh, but it seems like that's what they're doing, which is very different than what you know Jeff did. You know, from he was just selling NFTs of like video clips of the, of of like big hits and breaks. Um, you know, I like it. It's 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 interesting. I will tell you what I'd want to know about it is, you know, we ha- we you already know about rally and collectible and guys obviously responsible by collectible. You know, we do a weekly show, so we throw that out there. Um, you know, one of the cool things that collectible brings to the table and rally brings to the table is that there is regulation there. You know, one of the it is one of the pockets of the hobby that does have regulation. It is less wild wild west than the rest of the hobby is. Because they have to file with the SEC, they have to you know put their offering plan out there, and it has to get approved, and you know they have to talk about how they come up with the market price and all that other fun stuff. Um, I don't know whether or not what Alt is doing has that layer to it, um, and I'd like to know that. I, I mean, I haven't researched it enough. I, I'll research it more if we're going to talk about it. Well, they've been a little, they've been coy as, but I mean. I like the team there. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I like the team there a lot. AG is just a marketing whiz. Uh, so I like the team, and I, I do support what they're doing, even though we're sponsored by people. AG got my joke on the Hal Newhouse card where you were like, the you know, the eyes were popping out. Super and what's going part. on with this? I said, tell them Large Marge sent you. And she, she got it. She understood what that was from, that my Pee Wee Herman reference, Pee Wee's Big Adventure movie. I like it when people get our movie quotes. They're very obscure. You know what people like more than me doing movie quotes? Me doing movie quotes that go over your head. Yeah. People actually love that shit. I don't know why. Yeah. And but they love that you got Back to the Future yesterday. I, I got did. so many comments about Andrew got Back to the Future. Yeah, it was so funny. <laughs> oh man. So the trials. The trials are amazing. You're a winner. Back to the Future. You nailed it. Well, listen. I watched, we- I watched Disney. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. You could quote Aladdin to 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 the end, and I I love that movie. All right, Aladdin's a good movie. Aladdin's amazing. And you like the the Seven Dwarfs? Can you name the dwarfs? Grumpy, sleepy, sappy. No. Snappy. Crappy. Blez. No. Grumpy, sleepy, grumpy, sleepy, hungry. No, there's no hungry. There's a, has to be a hungry. Why would they not make a hungry? I thought you would just name all seven and be happy, but this is even better. Hungry dwarf. Okay, all right. But where else you got? 
I want to phone a friend. <laughs> Go ahead, phone a friend. Yo, you remember forget uh, how to make a millionaire? No. Yeah. Who wants to be a millionaire with Regis? Phone a friend. I want to phone a friend. You want to phone a child? Come on, man. Happy? How to make a millionaire? Like how I met your mother and make a, and how to become a millionaire. I'm literally effed up. Like I have my, – my circuits don't hit. I'll give you the two hard ones that people forget because they don't end in Y. Bashful. Nice. And glasses. No one even knows what that word means. Doc. And glasses. Everybody forgets Doc. Doc. You got Doc and Bashful. You've got Dopey. Grumpy, sneezy. Hungry, sleepy. There's no hungry. <laughs> Am I just hungry? I think I'm I think, hungry. I think you're just hungry. I think that's what it is. There's no hungry dwarf, dude. Do you know There's I haven't no... eaten at all today? I just wow. run on coffee and water. Uh, and it's I'm... like I, I drink liquid IV now, which is like this like little electrolyte packet. That's kind of fire. You need some of this. It, it's a it, it does it's a hunger quencher. You need a little Coke Zero. How's your that's weight loss stuff? Good no, man. how's your healthy living coming? It's good. I got to walk. I got to walk today. Um, maybe I'll – I started putting some weights in because you told me to, so I'm starting to do a little uh, little weight lifting. You know, I got some dumbbells. No, not you. Other dumbbells. I got some dumbbells, 25-pounders. You know, I do a little, like, you know, a little weight lifting over here. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be good, man. I'm trying to be good. I wanted to lose 50 pounds before national. That was the goal I put out there for everybody on April 24th. Is that realistic? May, June, July. It was the three months to lose 50 pounds. Is it realistic? I'm close to 40. I've lost 30-something pounds already. So, yeah, I think it's realistic 100%. Yeah. It won't make me thin. I'll still look fat. But I had, got, I had really blimped up. I had really I had really – I had done like a Chris Farley, you know, build up there in the winter. So a little hibernation, a little five-pound bags of Swedish fish hidden around the house, you know, a little Twinkie. I got bear claws. That whole two family, at a time. You know, all the Farleys were comedians, Cage. No, so that's cool. <laughs> I didn't know there was any any other Farley but him. Yeah, well, brothers. Obviously, none of the other ones were funny at all because I never heard of them. Maybe he was just so funny that you haven't heard of him. That makes no sense. But I like it. You're contributing. You know, maybe they were so funny I haven't heard of them. I have so many cards on my desk at all <laughs> times now, Cage. Just that's it, man. Rupee, uh, just do some cards. Just throw some cards out there. That's the key. All right, man. Well, listen, we don't need to belabor the point here. Um, you know what the golden rule is, right? Do unto others as you want others to do unto you. Who has the gold makes the rules. Interesting. That's why when you, they would Napoleon would storm. Uh, which, by the way, I have a fun fact. By the way, that's a line from Aladdin. You told me to quote Aladdin. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Nap Napoleon uh, was taking over land in Europe, and then he went to fight in Russia, and they made he, progress. He is but too then, portly to be Napoleon. Yes. But then he got got withdrawn all okay. the way back to France. Waterloo. Right? The Battle Waterloo. of Waterloo. Amazing. Right? He got withdrawn all the way back to France by the Russians. So Russians owned that territory. They conquered that territory. And they would sit in cafes. And in Russian, the word for faster is bist bistra. 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 
so the name bistro came from the Russian word bistro, faster, fast restaurants. Or bistros. Bistro. Bistros, fast restaurants. I mean, this episode is now worth its weight in gold. I love it. <laughs> I learned something. I learned where the bistro came from, which is pretty awesome. I would never have thought that's where it was from. But if you were Napoleon and you were stuck in San Dimas for one day, where would you go? Waterloo. Bill, I and, w- Ted. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Is that um, right? Yeah. Yeah, they went back in time. They grabbed, they grabbed Napoleon and they take him to an ice cream place and he eats a whole big ice cream, like multi-scoop ice cream. And he's like, never had ice cream before. No, it was just like, you know, one of these places where you eat like a whole thing. It was called the... Ah, we'll take it back. It's called the Ziggy Piggy. Ziggy no. Piggy, Ziggy Piggy, Ziggy no Piggy. And that's another episode. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now ah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors. Tell your enemies. Tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.